thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Well, hello Springmount. I so, I'm sorry I can't be there today with you, but my uh, my car broke down yesterday at about two o'clock and um, the air advised me it wasn't good to drive from Wigan to Barrow with the car. So I contacted Johnny and he's on holiday. So he asked me to um, do this um, video thing and send it. So if it's there on Sunday morning, you listen to it. It's a mighty miracle that I've managed to conquer technology, if you like. The subject I want to look at this morning is God's will. Now, whether it was God's will that my car broke down or not, I'll leave that for you to decide. But um, it's certainly broken down. But I hope it's going to be helpful to you um, to look at God's will in a very simple way. But um, hopefully it's going to be encouraging for us all as we look at this together. I came across this in 1 Thessalonians when um, I was reading it. And I don't know about you, but um, when I'm joyful, prayerful and thankful, I think I'm doing really well. When uh, circumstances arise that are a bit troublesome, that is like my car breaking down yesterday. I'm not sure where the joy or the thankfulness went, but I was certainly prayerful. But I began to read that. I'm going to look at that this morning along with another verse, some other verses in 1 Thessalonians. So let's just read those verses now and then we'll pray. And then we'll look at them together. So we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, Finally, brothers, we instruct you how to live in accordance in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honourable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish such men for all such sins. As we have already told you and warned you, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders 
and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So from those verses we learn that it's God's will that we should be sanctified, set apart for him and to be holy. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16 it says this, referred to this before, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read these words together and look at what you have to say to us, you will have spoken to us and you will speak to us as we look at what it means to know your will and to practice your will in our lives. Lord, help us to do that and help us to think seriously today about just how close we are to being the people that you want us to be. Lord, bless us because we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So the Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica and they really are an amazing church. Their faith has gone out and they're an example to all the churches in that area. And so he's not writing to criticise them, he's writing to urge them on to keep going, to do what they're doing, but do it more and more. And in these passages here, he reminds them of God's will. Now God's will is perfect. Where's the first time we read about God's will in the Bible? Well, in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light, and there was light. It wasn't darkness, it wasn't gloom, it wasn't half light, it was perfectly pure, holy light. It was God's will that that should happen, and there's the first example, the first illustration of God's will in the Bible. God said, let there be light, and there was light. So God's will is perfect. God does not make mistakes, doesn't get things wrong, doesn't compromise. God's will is perfect. So when we read about God's will for us, it's what God wants for us because it's God's will that's good and God's will is the best for us. Now you and I live in society, I suspect not dissimilar to what Thessalonians lived in. Immorality. Number of times we meet people with broken relationships or been through divorces or damaged by sin in their lives. We're all damaged by sin, of course, but some people seem to indulge in it and they just wreck their lives and others. I spend quite a bit of my time in a prison talking to prisoners and the number of times they talk about their previous family or what happened in their household and how sin had affected it. And so what we have in this passage here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is Paul writing and saying, look, it isn't God's will that you're like that. Avoid that lifestyle. Get away from it. Get as far away from it as you can. Be sanctified. Be set apart by the Holy Spirit for God. Be sanctified. That's God's will. So we're not doing God a favour by being sanctified. It's what God wants us to be like, to get as far away from sin as possible. The story is told of a man who wanted to employ a chauffeur. And the first man came in and said, how close could you drive me to the edge of the cliff? And the first man said, I could drive you within a foot, before we met metric this, within a foot of the cliff and you'd be perfectly safe. Very good, said the employer, off you go. The second man came in, 
Same question, how close could you drive me to the edge of the cliff? The second man said, I could drive you within six inches of the cliff and you'd be perfectly safe. That's how good a driver I am. Very good, said the employer. Off you go. The third man came in and same question. How close could you get me to the edge of a cliff and be safe? The answer came back. If I was your chauffeur, I would take you nowhere near the edge of the cliff. And the employer said, you've got the job. So God is speaking here about being sanctified, which means we get as far away from a sinful life and sinful habits and sinful ways of doing things as we possibly can. Sanctification is being set apart for God and living out that holiness in our lives. That's God's will for every individual Christian. There are no exceptions to that. There's nobody can say that doesn't apply to me. There's nobody can say, well, you know, I've been a Christian for so long now, it doesn't apply to me. There's nobody can say, well, I've not been a Christian very long, it doesn't apply to me. It applies to every one of us. God wants us to be sanctified. It's his will. When God said, let there be light, it was good that there was light. And when God says, I want you to be sanctified, it is good that we sanctify ourselves or allow ourselves to be sanctified set apart for God by the Holy Spirit that's a continual work of the Holy Spirit in our lives it's God's will that every day I live for him I live the life that is good for God a holy and pure life that he can use to reach others for himself and to bring pleasure to God so when I'm holy and sanctified and set apart for God now we're not talking about perfection we're talking about an attitude of mind that says I want to be as close to my heavenly father and as close to God in what I do and what I say and where I go as possible and when I live like that when we live like that it's just God's will nothing special nothing out of the ordinary not above and beyond it's just God's will God's will for us so to be set apart for him to get away from this sinful way of life that we see all around us and to be set apart for God and that means we treat, we treat each other in a right way we don't rob one another of peace we don't bring people down we live for God in a holy way that's God's will for you and God's will for me. You know, sometimes we want to do something for God. God, show me what you want me to do. Show me where you want me to go. I want to be a missionary here. I want to be a worker there. Show me what you want me to do. Well, God says, get this bit right and I will show you what I want you to do. Get this bit right and I can take you from where you are and lead you where I want you to go. Be sanctified set apart for God it's the work of the Holy Spirit and I must allow the Holy Spirit in me to produce that lifestyle so it's God's will it's not exceptional it's just God's will 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 which is the verses that I referred to before which really made me think about this like I said before, sometimes when I'm joyful and prayerful and thankful, I really think I've cracked it. 
I've had a great day when I'm joyful and prayerful and thankful. When I know that God is there and when I appreciate what God has done and I thank him for it and when I really do spend time in prayer and in fellowship with God, chatting to him through the day, I think I've done a great job. It's an exceptional day. Well, says Paul here to the Thessalonians, that's just God's will for you. I think that's tremendously challenging. I really do. Do you find, as I do, when things are going well, it's quite easy to be joyful. We sometimes mix up joyful with being happy, don't we? When things are going well and everything's fine and everything's great, well, it just kind of comes, doesn't it, joyful? Thankful when things are going the way I think they should and when things are going the way I hope they would and there's no illness and there's no whatever it might be. I'm thankful for life. And prayerful comes well when I'm just drifting through life. I can be chatting to God. But sometimes I find, I don't know about you, that when life is going well, I, I kind of switch off the prayer bit. Become a bit self-satisfied and self-reliant and, I, and I, I don't pray as I should. And then sometimes when it's going wrong, I suddenly turn to God and pray to God, God, get me out of this. God, help me with this. And that's very often when my prayer life kicks in, when I need God, when I'm not able to cope with it on my own. What a silly way of looking at things I have sometimes. And maybe, maybe that's you, I, I, I don't know. But to be prayerful, always. To be joyful always and to be thankful always. When that um, little engine sign came on in my car yesterday, I looked in the manual and found out what it was and I phoned the AA and he came round and he got the mechanics. Ooh, it could be this and it could be that. I wouldn't suggest you go far in your car and, you know, well, all my plans for today went out the window. Was I joyful? Sort of. Had to remember that this was God's plan. This was God's will. I'd not damaged my car and not done anything to hurt my car as far as I know, but it just happened yesterday that I couldn't drive up to Barrow tomorrow, which is now today, Sunday. But you know, in every situation to be joyful, prayerful and thankful is God's will. I don't know about you, but I, I pray for the persecuted church every day and I pick certain countries and pray for them and remember God's people in those countries. And as I'm praying, I'm often thinking, these are, these are your people I'm praying for. God, these, these, these are people that Jesus died for. These are people that you love. These are people that, that have given their, their all for you and they're in prison, they're in slave camp, they're in terrible torment and going through persecution. And you know what I found is that when you hear these people talking, they are really prayer, prayerful, joyful and thankful because they have God. And all they have is God. All they have is their faith. They haven't even got a Bible, some of them. All they've got is their faith and they, they rely upon God and they are joyful, prayerful and thankful people. I wouldn't want to swap my semi-detached house in Wigan 
for a prison camp in North Korea or a slave camp in some outlandish place. What I am called to do is in my circumstances, whatever they might be, to recognise that God's will for me in those circumstances is to be prayerful, joyful and thankful. And when I read that, that put my prayerfulness and my joyfulness and my thankfulness into perspective. To be joyful, prayerful and thankful in every situation. The man that wrote this was a prisoner for Jesus and he writes about being prayerful, joyful and thankful. And it's God's will in the set of circumstances which he has brought into our lives perhaps that we are prayerful, joyful and thankful. God's will is an incredible thing. It's all the way through the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, all the Old Testament prophets submitting to God's will. We sometimes mix up, or I do anyway, circumstances, consequences and God's will. When I disobey God, there are always consequences in the circumstances. And it may not be God's will that I did it. It may not be God's will that I broke God's law. It may not be God's will that I did that thing. But I've got to remember that God's will is perfect. And there are consequences to disobeying God. The Bible says it's God's will that all men should come to faith and repentance and salvation. But not all, men, not all people will. But that's God's will. How far down the scale of our lives do we think God's will goes? Well, let's talk about having a career. What should I do for a living? I would pray about that, seeking God's will on that. How about a partner for life? I'd certainly pray about that and I have and I did and I got one that was lovely. Buying a car? Well, possibly. What cereal to buy? Well, a bit unlike, I don't know. God's willing that, is it right? God has a plan for our lives. And if we live that plan out, we will be blessed. It's God's will that we are thankful, prayerful and joyful. So whether I'm going to think about a career or a car or a, or a, or a cereal that I'm going to get, whatever. To live that life of wanting to live the life that God wants me to live is what these verses are all about. So God's will for me is that I am holy and sanctified. And God's will for me is that I am prayerful, thankful and joyful in every set of circumstances. And I find that a challenge just to be what God wants me to be sometimes. When I think of God's will, I think of the words of Jesus. In John chapter 4, the disciples have gone into the town to get some food and when they come back, they ask him, they don't ask him how he's been fed, but he says, I've got food that you know nothing about really. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. The uppermost thing in the heart and the mind and the life of Jesus was to do God's will. So we go to the Garden of Gethsemane. 
the great prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If it's possible, let this cup be taken from me, but not what I want, not my will, but your will be done. That was the attitude of Jesus to the Father's will. And that should be my attitude and your attitude to the Father's will. God does not make mistakes. God does not do bad things. God will take us through some difficult times to teach us to be prayerful, joyful and thankful. And Jesus went to the cross, obedient to his Father, no complaining, no mourning, no retaliation, prayerful, joyful and thankful. And that's how we should be. That's how I should be in every set of circumstances. So as we think about this subject this morning, God's will began with let there be light and there was light. Well, God's will for you and me is let there be holiness and there will be holiness set apart for God, not perfection, but set apart for God. Let there be light and there was light, God's will. Prayerful, joyful and thankful in every circumstance. It's God's will for you and God's will for me. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ delighted his Father as he did his will. And we can delight our Heavenly Father as we live this life of obedience to him. John chapter 7, Jesus says, if you want to know God's will and, and what God is really saying to you, obey him. Obey him and he will prove that his word is true. Obey God's will and you will know that what God says is absolutely true. It's not a theory thing, the Christian life, it's a practical thing. So I hope these words this morning have been an encouragement. I'll leave you to decide whether it was God's will that my car broke down yesterday. But I hope and pray that what we thought about in these few minutes we've had together has been a real blessing for you. They've challenged me and made me think about my attitude to life, to what's out there and what's in here and how I should be in the circumstances that God has taken me and will take me into. May we be sanctified. May we be joyful. May we be, through, may we be thankful. May we be people that honour and glorify God. What were those things again? Joyful, prayerful, thankful and sanctified. And when we are these things, we're just doing what the Father wants us to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these thoughts, these rambling thoughts spoken into a microphone but i just pray that they've been real to us and you've spoken to us through it thank you father for your goodness to us bless bless spring mount church as they seek to serve you bless every church that's not meeting properly at the moment loving father we thank you that your will is perfect and we thank you that we can know your will in our lives lord hear our prayer offered in the name of jesus amen <laughs>